don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, crew, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. I wanted to start today off with an announcement that I was on another podcast yesterday. Um, uh, I have mentioned Citizen Bitcoin podcast on here before. Uh, Brady, the host of that show, uh, contacted me some time ago about seeing if he could do a quick read, uh, kind of use the format of my podcast, and wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to do the quick read that he was looking at doing. Um, uh, etc. And we've been kind of chatting on and off pretty much um, ever since and uh, uh, throwing ideas around. And we are actually, he's actually going to come on to this show. Um, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to release the episode. It might be at the end of the week um, or at the beginning of next week. Um, so uh, keep an ear out for that. We'll have a crypto chat with uh, the host of the Citizen Bitcoin podcast. But uh, Tommy, the uh, co-host, was not available um, uh, for the commentary with Eric Wall, so he invited me on so that we can kind of chat about uh, Eric Wall's uh, really great tweet storm about the idiocy uh, or a reminder for when all the hype and the ridiculousness and the idiocy returns with uh, the next hype cycle, hype cycle, and ICO bubble and all that good stuff. Because we both kind of agree that. It's probably going to come back around. Um, as much as it pains me to admit that, I think it will. Uh, and uh, so we had a good, really fun chat about that. And uh, I actually just finally listened to it this morning and really enjoyed it. So I think you guys will too. So uh, I'll post, I'll be sure to post the link to that episode. And also check out the podcast. They have episodes about every, uh, I guess, two weeks ish is probably the their frequency. They've got a lot of good stuff. Um, I've listened to, I've only listened to four episodes. Actually, I think it's five with the one that I did yesterday now. Um, uh, but they, they have a really good uh, chat on ETFs, futures, and LNRR. And they're good at kind of hitting a lot of data points and like updates and stuff in their podcast. Whereas mine's more of a uh, very, very specific to one thing typically. Uh, I listened to episode 13 on Schnorr, Better Hash, and Personal Safety. Um, uh, the first one I listened to was his quick read, uh, just because that's when I found out about it. Which one is the one that there's... Okay, I think it's, I think it's episode 15. So it's just the ones... It's, I think it's everything since uh, his first quick read that I've actually listened to. Um, because... Uh, Episode 15, Why Bitcoin is Different and What's Up with Bitmain. I think that's the one where they chat about... Um, oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's episode 13. Uh, Bitcoin marches on Schnorr, Better Hash, and Personal Safety. They actually go over a lot of stuff in a tweet thread that I had that kind of blew up um, uh, not too long back about a ton of things that had happened in Bitcoin in just a matter of like 30 days or so. Um, so definitely check out that podcast. I will link again to that episode so you can hear our commentary on Eric Wall's tweet thread. But on that, and since we will be having uh, Brady on the show to chat about Bitcoin education and what is needed to kind of get people to 
so that hopefully we can preempt the idiocy that comes back around in the next uh, ICO and uh, just general hype cycle. Um, I wanted to hit one that I've been sitting on for a little bit now uh, from Bitcoin Magazine. And it is by Amy Castor. We have read her work before and obviously have read a ton of stuff from Bitcoin Magazine up here. Uh, but she always has good stuff, so I keep an eye out for her name when it comes through the Bitcoin Magazine lineup. And this was posted on August 20th, and it is titled, Chain Code's Residency Program is Back, this time with Lightning App Classes. So without further ado, let's jump into her article about Chain Code's Residency Program to Teach Bitcoin and now Lightning. The Lightning Network, the second layer solution designed to make quick, cheap, and easy Bitcoin payments, is maturing. But widespread adoption, still a long way off, will require plenty more participants. An ecosystem of new apps is one way to get there. Quote, Lightning is a promising technology, but right now, very few people are fluent with it. End quote. Chaincode Labs engineer James O'Byrne told Bitcoin Magazine, to that end, O'Byrne and fellow Chaincode Labs and Bitcoin Core developers John Newberry and Marco Falk are organizing a Lightning Applications Development Course, a, quote, Bitcoin residency program, to encourage more developers to build on the network. The week-long class, designed for a dozen students, kicks off on October 22, 2018 in the Flatiron District of New York City near the Chaincode Labs office. Quote, we would like to familiarize more engineers with how Lightning works and see more Lightning applications, O'Byrne said. And we would like to get a better understanding of what Lightning is capable of doing. End quote. This is the third Bitcoin residency program Chaincode has hosted. The first two in 2016 and in early 2018 were focused on the Bitcoin protocol and contributing to Bitcoin Core. As with previous Chaincode residencies, students will learn from a handful of experienced mentors. The Lightning residency is slightly different in that it is project-based, however. Students will spend the week building their own Lightning-based apps and then demo their projects on the final day of class. This week's mentors include Chris Stewart, founder at Lightning-based data service SuredBits, Christian Decker, Blockstream engineer and maintainer of the C Lightning Lightning implementation, Elaine Wu, a blockchain engineer who has implemented Lightning Buddy, a library that can be used to talk to a Lightning node from a Twitter account, and Jellybean, a vending machine application built on top of Lightning, Jack Mallers, lead developer of Lightning-based crypto wallet Zap, Justin Camarina, engineer at BitRefill, a payment processor that accepts Lightning payments, and Lightning Koala, the pseudonymous creator of the wildly popular Satoshi's.Place, a multiplayer online game. All of the talks will be video recorded and made available to the public. Knowledge of the Bitcoin protocol is not a prerequisite for the class, O'Byrne stressed. In practice, Lightning apps can be built in any programming language and then plugged into the network using an API provided by one of the Lightning implementations, LND, C Lightning, or Eclair. Students should also enter into the program with some idea of the Lightning app they want to build. 
Most importantly, he said, applicants should be experienced in delivering high-quality web applications and have an interest in learning. Quote, We encourage anyone familiar with web technologies who thinks they can put together the minimum viable parts of an application in a week to apply. End quote. O'Byrne said. O'Byrne anticipates an intense week. Quote, We will be catering lunch and I'm sure we'll put together some extracurricular events. End quote. As for the apps the students are building, he hopes the students will continue their work long after the class ends. Quote, Hopefully these won't be just one-off projects, but the start of a few really exciting new projects even past the residency, he said. Chaincode is offering a stipend for travel and lodging. Applicants should apply here. All right, and that will conclude our Bitcoin Magazine article. Again, this was by Amy Castor. Um, check her out on Bitcoin Magazine. She has a lot of good stuff. Um, and uh, I really appreciated this little, little breakdown just so we had something specific to cover on this because there has been a lot of talk about Bitcoin education. And I think there's a lot of stuff being built during this bear market specifically uh, towards that goal. Um, we've got the programming uh, blockchain uh, by... Um, uh, Jimmy Song. We've now got this Chain Codes Residency Lab uh, coming back for a third round. Uh, we've got the Lightning Hack Days that are popping up all over the place. I've seen so many of those, it seems like at this point. They just keep coming. We've got the Programming with Bitcoin, uh, which is, uh, I think, Nicholas Dorier and I think the One Vortex, I think, is the other one doing that. Um, so there's just a, a bunch of stuff popping up, popping up all over the place on that front and I think that's a huge I think that's a really important development that doesn't get it doesn't see as much excitement because it's not it's not a specific project that or an app or you know something that's going to immediately make the price go up or get a bunch more users or anything it's not it's not like a it it kind of gets pushed under the rug it's like oh that's cool there's a little bit of bitcoin education going on but I think it's a far more long-term approach, um, but I think that's what we need. Um, like, you know, we need to lower our time preference here. That's, the, that's kind of the whole, uh, that's a core of the incentive structure in the Bitcoin system and in sound money in general. And I think adding 10 new developers or in, in Chain Code Labs and 12 new Lightning developers is a far more, I guess you could say robust um, solution than one that's just an app that, you know, might be popular for a few weeks or something that gets a lot of attention and gets people excited, but isn't a real long-term, like, serious, serious improvement to the ecosystem. And so even though I know it doesn't get a lot of attention and there's not much hype behind it i think solid bitcoin educational resources are one of the most exciting or i guess i guess exciting is not the term just the most important for long-term success and um continued development and to get the apps and the uh the programming and the software that we're all looking for you need developers. You don't need users. You need developers. And just in general, you need 
you need people who know what's going on, who know how to assess sustainable from unsustainable, useful from gimmicky and pointless. Um, so uh, there's a whole lot of buzzwords in this industry, and we need people who can clearly see through the fog of bad marketing into the reality of what's going on behind these things. Um, and I think there's a ton of value in education for developers, and I think there's also a ton of value in education just at the surface and like one layer down, not even to the level of coding, but just to get people to understand where the value is in this space um, and what's what's best to focus on because you can easily get lost in the never-ending stream and difficult to filter out um, pool of activity that's going on. All right, we will close this one here. Um, I just wanted to hit that piece and kind of lead us into um, uh, or lead myself into the conversation that I will be having with Brady um, from the Citizen Bitcoin podcast on Bitcoin education and what might be a really good opportunity um, in the future. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow me at The Crypto Economy on Twitter, and you can find my Mastodon link in my Twitter description as well. Um, I'm at The Crypto Economy at BitcoinHackers.org up there, um, and I usually dual post everything on Mastodon, and I'll sit down and have a conversation on Mastodon every once in a while. Um, it's really a really fun place to go to uh, hang out with all the Bitcoin maximalists right now. Uh, in addition, don't forget to f check me out on Medium. Uh, a bunch of people have been sharing around my Dandelions uh, article lately. Um, it's been popping up again. So if you're interested in the Dandelion++ uh, protocol for anonymity or, or privacy in transaction propagation on the network, um, I did a really thorough breakdown, uh, at least in my consideration, uh, on episode 100. Uh, you can obviously check that out on Medium as well. Throw me some applause up there if you enjoy it. And if you would like to support the show, I will have my donation address available. Uh, actually, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the show, but somebody sent me a donation, I think it was yesterday, of five bucks. Got me my coffee this morning. Thank you so much, whoever that was. Um, I super, super appreciate it. Um, it really means a lot to know that like people are valuing this podcast, um, and it, it makes it all worth it. So uh, thank you guys, uh, whoever uh, uh, donated that. And uh, also, if you are planning on getting your Trezor hardware wallet or have not done so yet uh, to secure your many, many different cryptocurrencies, there's over like 500 now on the Trezor, um, obviously Bitcoin included being the uh, top player in this space. Uh, so if you were looking to get your hardware wallet, if you use my affiliate link, it will send a couple of bucks my way, uh, but it won't cost you a dime. So you'll still get your hardware wallet per usual, um, but you use my affiliate link and you'll be helping out the Crypto Economy podcast to keep this thing running. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss uh, the next chat that I'll have with the Citizen Bitcoin host about Bitcoin education. And I got a couple of really cool announcements coming up soon, and I think y'all will really, really enjoy it. So stay tuned, subscribe, 
share, do all that awesome stuff. And I will catch you tomorrow with another episode of the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, guys.